uh, this part of Japan that like not even a lot of people are aware of. It's it's amazing. And she is a, a really interesting thing about her like upbringing because she studied in Illinois uh, for a, a period of her high school, right? After high school, she did a foreign exchange program when she started going into uh, she's. She went to uh, Keio University in Japan. That's a number two top university in Japan really? uh, from Tokyo. Uh, she went there to study uh, liberal arts and she did a foreign exchange program for two, three years. And mm. she went to uh, Illinois. She was corrupted here because <laughs> we're in Chicago, uh, obviously, I and you know, being that. Illinois. <laughs> I mean, Illinois. It's uh, yeah. it's it's a very interesting place. I uh, think, people so. keep it real over here. <laughs> so she definitely brought that experience of yes. Illinois, uh, that like realness, back mm -hmm. to Japan with yeah. her. I think so. And uh, that's probably how she kind of got like her mm -hmm. like almost mood of her music. Mm -hmm. It's really like powerful the way she like lyrics lyrics and things like that. I think right? in some way she's more authentic than Yamashita Tatsuro. Like Yamashita Tatsuro. Her husband, you mean? Yes. Tatsuro? Yes. Oh. The king of City The king Bob. of City Pop. And we're talking about queen of City Pop tonight. Yeah, right. Right. But like, you know, her, her husband, uh, like, you know, they got married in 1982. We're going to talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, when, like, you know, as far, Yamashita Tatsuro-san, like, you know, he, he he came to the U.S. for the first time when he recorded Circus, Circus Town. Town. Right. That was his first time being in land of the United States. And that was like, you know, after... 78? Or what year was that? Like, 60? I forgot. 70, I, I think 77. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> we can look it up but really I've had a lot quick. of wine, so. But like, you know, but like, you know, yeah, like, you know, but like, you know, he, you know, he, he was over his 20s when he made that record. He already made, like... Uh, Sugar Babe songs and like you know he, he you know he was in his early 20s but like you know Maria Takeuchi she she, she went there when she, she came to Illinois when she was 18 oh wow yeah so and like you know she had her part of her adolescence in United States and according to Wikipedia this is there's not many information about her online like it's it's all compiled in wikipedia so like a lot of the my the stuff that i referenced to you can you guys can actually look it up it's all from wikipedia and like you know if you can read a little bit of japanese like you know there's not <laughs> many information about her actually online like you know same thing with her husband Yamashita Tatsu. they're like really like you know they're really private like you right. know but they do a really good job like you know writing they they're really like, you know, top of that food chain when it comes to the work that they do. But, like, you know, they're also, like, really private people, too. Like, mm -hmm. but, like, you know, so there's not many information about these couples. Like, you know, and it's really easy to just go to Wikipedia and, like, you know, they're all the info. All the Japanese Wikipedia. Yeah, Japanese Wikipedia. Like, a lot of important information is, like, you know, actually on Wikipedia. It's they don't really do many like interviews and they don't even go, go on like you know ma mainstream tv that much so like you know so like you know when they when they do like you know all these important information gets uploaded on wikipedia so right. like you know if you can read japanese definitely go on japanese wikipedia and you can find a lot of information oh, that yeah, you can for sure. find. or you could just run it also just copy the text and run it through google translate mm -hmm. it's terrible but it mm -hmm. works sometimes it'll yeah. give you the gist of it 
Yeah. But Maria, like, it's funny you say that she doesn't do very many interviews and stuff like because she's always seemed very, like, introspective to me. Like, she's, for me, they're like an introvert couple. Like, they're very reclusive. Mm. Um, they're not as, like, and I think, uh, you know, I was reading a lot about on her website. It's all in Japanese, too, so you have to, like, learn to read Japanese. Mm. Uh, or, you know, hiragana, katakana. But mm. um, it says that she was kind of, like, upset that... You know, she wasn't, uh, she was being forced to do like radio and like mm. uh, TV programs, and right. she didn't want to do that because right, that's right, what right. idols were doing. Yeah. And she didn't want to be considered an idol. Well, like, you know, when she came out in 1980s, like, you know, when she released her uh, album, first album, like, you know, the RCA actually wanted to sell her as a pop idol because, like, you know, She's a good-looking lady, like you know, she, and like you know, she, she's like sixty-five. Yeah, and she and still looks like she's, she's like yeah, twenty-five. Like she, yeah, she, she still looks not. She's amazingly well mm-hmm. like, kept. I'm she's a sure beautiful woman. But she's a beautiful <laughs> woman. <laughs> she is. She is a beautiful woman. Like you know, like I, I think she's attractive. Like you know, I, I think she's beautiful. But yeah. like you know, she's like a timeless beauty too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, you know, the, the, both Yamashita Tatsuro-san and Takeuchi Maria-san, they've been, they, they, they've been on both sides. Like, you know, they, you know, remember we talked about how Yamashita Tatsuro is really calculated. She, he wanted to, he got into music industry, like, you know, do, studying like copyright law. Right. And like, he, and getting his music placed on commercials and whatnot. Like, you know, he did it. And, like, you know, Takeuchi Maria, too. Like, you know, a lot of her music, like, you know, got played in the commercials. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she got a lot of, like, you know, spots on a commercial. And that's also them. They were making money. And they were also writing a lot of songs for a lot of pop idols. Like, you know, both Yamashita Tatsuro and Takeuchi Maria. They, 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 they were writing a lot of songs for, like, you know, young kids. Like, you know, kids younger than them and like, you know, they they were like making them billionaires. So like you right. know, in in a way, like, you know, they they know what's going on. Exactly. Like they, they they know what's happening behind the curtains. So oh, yeah. like you I know, mean and, and Maria especially because uh she uh, she majored in, in English literacy. I um in li- I think English uh literature, sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so her English was is flawless, and the fact that she studied yes. in Illinois, she really brought that back with her, and she was able to, you know, write lyrics. And a lot of her songs, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna discuss her discography yes. later on. But a lot of her English songs are so like it, it sounds like it's sung by a, a native English speaker. Yeah, like I didn't like you know I I I love all her albums, like you know all the albums that we're gonna talk about talk tonight like you know i love it mm-hmm. but like you know since we're gonna talk about these albums tonight i i like you know i went i i studied it like you know i went into like you know like i read her credits and who were behind it like you know which studio they were recording and right. like you know the people who arranged her songs and like some big names yeah and, some big yeah. names I mean, it's it's easy to uh, be able to tell. Like, I mean, she learned. Uh, I read that she learned, you know, both piano and uh, guitar by the age of three. So, I mean, she this was already in her like DNA. Mm-hmm. Like, she was destined to, 
be a musician to be right. you know a, a legend because if you hear her first album you know we're going to talk about that later but right right off the bat you know that man her vocal range like she's an incredibly profoundly deep person mm -hmm. and you could tell it that in her voice mm -hmm. and the way she you know she enunciates her her lyrics her everything everything about her is just like for me very profound and um i, I i'm so happy that the youtube algorithm uh kind of propelled her into the world stage because without youtube's algorithm uh -huh. you know plastic love wouldn't have made it to uh 38 million i don't even i don't know how many million views it has but mm -hmm. she is like the uh you know the quintessential japanese pop star and she's you know she's now like 64 i think and and that's incredible to me and that's kind of like a sign of our like lifetime about our age about this decade that you know uh, someone from 1980 uh you know someone making a, a record from 1984 in 2018 2019 was like the biggest pop song there right. was and that's kind of it, mm. it's funny how technology and how our our world works right now right. how that can happen yeah it's also interesting that at the same time like you know a lot of great things gets you know hidden under the rug without knowing you, you know like you know there's a lot of great stuff like you know like even like in the paintings like picasso and all that like you know people find out about it way later than like you know when they were alive like you know same right. thing a lot of classical musicians how honey it's it's really funny how like great really great works gets found later i mean like in takeuchi maria and and you know yamashita that's obviously they're still alive but like you know it's really funny they, they released these songs like you know like you know long time ago and right. like you know and now and 35 then, years later yeah crazy i mean mm -hmm. and uh it, that's the, that's another thing about like our like music culture in general like age really matters for th for like things like this because uh, i feel like when people discover really old music it has more significance to them than music that's contemporary to them because uh i mean in 1984 when she released variety uh you know it it, it wasn't you know plastic love wasn't a huge hit like it is today but mm -hmm. again, but she didn't think, and I read about this about her biography, that she said that she never thought about releasing the music in the West because she didn't think it would be a success. Mm -hmm. And if Plastic Love were on the radio in 1984 in New York mm -hmm. City, it probably would have been, you know, as big as Diana Ross. Like, it would have been a huge hit. Yeah. See, like, you know, I mean, like, if there was no politics and all that stuff, it would be interesting to see what would become a big hit back then like right. you know like you know like like you know let, let, let's just imagine the world that there's no like you know like you know record critiques or like you know like you know there's no politics played in a like you know record labels and like you know record labels paying the like the radio channels and whatnot like let's like you imagine the world that like they don't exist that like it's just everybody's in the same playing field and release that song like you know I, I like you know it will be interesting to see like you know who's gonna be the top of the food chain like you know right, I yeah think, like I, I think a lot of like you know like you know hit songs like uh, like you know I don't want to say names but like you know I think like you know so if the artists have more uh, like you know more power promoting their record like you know i think like you know like 
somebody might be writing more interesting and like more intricate music, but like you know, for somehow like you know, like you know, people with money get more recognition. Right. I think to a certain extent, but now that we have the internet, I think it's like a level playing field because mm-hmm. now you have like hits from like wasn't that that was like a South Korean song not that long ago that was like huge like it was like a global hit it was like i forgot what it was called mm. but it was like a south korean song and mm. the guy was like dancing like there was like a horse dance or something i don't know Gangnam uh, style? that one yeah. <laughs> that that was a worldwide like, i was hit. like wait a second are you talking about like a bts or like you know, some of the no. newer guys Gang- like Gangnam style okay, yeah, okay so i mean and that you know that you know the, the guy didn't have a lot of money but he had this really really catchy song mm-hmm. and thanks to youtube and the internet it became like a global sensation so now it really doesn't matter what country you're from or what language you're singing a song as long as it's good music yeah it transcends language barriers yeah. and it will like if it's good it's good and it will get right. to people's ears you know right. do you remember aqua oh god don't please don't, don't, no i don't want to remember that song. <laughs> that, was, that was terrible uh, let's talk about good music let's talk about maria takeuchi yes, let's talk about um and you know what plastic love because everyone knows this song mm-hmm. and this is everyone's introduction to right. maria takeuchi uh introduction to city pop in general yes. and uh, the way this song uh came about is as again because of this youtube algorithm mm-hmm. that kind of uh put it in everyone's like recommended and mm. the uh image that they used was actually from it wasn't from variety it was from like one of her other records i think it was um uh, what, what was that one before that? I think there was like a single that she came out with, and it had her in that like oh. black. It was like a black suspenders with a black bow tie, mm-hmm. right? And she's it, smiling. Yeah, it wasn't that. That <laughs> yeah, it, that that artwork wasn't even the cover of the Plastic Love. It was. Uh, yeah, it was like it wasn't the cover. It was something music, uh, sweetest music. Yes, it was my sweetest. It was uh, sweetest music. So I mean, someone heard Plastic Love, uh, and then they saw the picture for Sweetest Music, and they put it all together. And then you know you have that, and you're recommended, and you're looking at it, and you're looking at this really cute, really beautiful mm-hmm. Japanese girl smiling at you, and you just can't help but like, well, let me just click on this and see what this because Plastic mm-hmm. Love. I mean, that in itself is a, is a really good name. It's a, it's a really great title. So it's easy to see why people were clicking on it. And then when you hear it, it's like, oh, my God, this is, this is an amazing song. Like, how did I ever, how did I never hear this? Yeah. By the way, I love sweetest music. But doesn't it sound like we love sweet ass music? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we do. We do. Yeah. We do. We music. But the sweetest music, too, is really good. They're both good. Um, but, and uh, the, the way, and I'm not sure, I know you're familiar with like subgenres and stuff like this Mm -hmm. because, um, there's a lot of speculation on why specifically this song started becoming recommended and, um, it's because Vaporwave and, you know, this genre Vaporwave and Future Funk, funk. uh, you know, early 2010s music, um, that's kind of... I mean, it's kind of fading away now, but back then it was really big and a lot of it was sampling mm-hmm. Plastic Love. And right. this is how kind of that song started right. making its way into the algorithm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it was uh, apparently it was 
the song that people loved using for like creating future funk, like you know people sampling Plastic Love and like you know putting beats on top of it and turning yeah, into side like chaining. You know, side chaining and like you know, all that fun shit that like you know a lot of these like you know generations. The kids love to do like these EDM kids, but like, yeah, like you know, but like, I don't blame them. It's a good song. It's an amazing uh, song. I mean, but song. it's 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 a good remix, but it's even better, like original. And I think that's how it became so popular because people are like, yeah. you know, I think it has the original song has more views than any of the remixes or any of the covers or any. It has like 38 million views. I mean, yes. that is incredible in mm-hmm. itself. Like that's like unheard of for right. like uh you know just an obscure japanese song from 1984 for it to become like a worldwide hit mm-hmm. and like that, that that speaks volumes about her talent about the production about japanese musicianship you know and uh and of course tatsuri yamashita's production style right. which he produced that song mm-hmm. and it is her lyrics but i mean them together you can see why they're the king and queen of city pop yes it's a <laughs> really good team play. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd like I don't know like they're doing this like you know they like you know they know what they're doing or this is just like how they are as person. But like you know do you want to start talking about her discography? Yeah, uh definitely cuz uh, we're going to talk about her first six studio albums. I mean, she has you know decades where she's been you know, going since 1970s. So she has a lot of music, but we're going to focus on the period between 19, mm. you know, 70s mm-hmm. and early 1980s because that is the period that really defines her mm. city pop kind of era. And all that starts with uh, the one album that's titled, you know, it's, it's, it's titled Beginning, which beginning. is almost <laughs> a perfect name for it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like beginning. Wow. Right. Wow. So I mean, beginning. It's the entire thing is is really wonderful, and you know, it, it was produced by um, uh, Makimura Kenichi is a producer. Uh, like you know, the, um, it came out of RCA Japan, and um, it, did you know that Takeuchi Maria was a fangirl of Sugar Babes? She went to see Sugar Babes when she was in high school. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, like she went to see Sugar Babes when they like you. You talked about like you know people throwing cans at Sugar Babes, like right. like you know the Sugar Babes didn't last that long. Like you know the like you know it's it's Takeuchi Maria went to go see Sugar Babes because she wanted to go see Sugar Babes and like you know she I forgot where she went to see it, uh, but like you know if you can read Japanese, it's all on a wiki, Japanese Wikipedia. So like you know. <laughs> Like I'm not lying. Like you know, you, you, these are informations, or you can look it up. Like, but anyway, so like you know, she, yeah, Takeuchi Maria, she went to see Sugar Babes when she was in her high school time, and like you know, she was a big fan of Yamashita Tatsuro and like you know, Onuki Taiko, and like <laughs> beginnings, like on her second, uh, third song. That's no Koibito. Yamashita Tatsuro wrote the lyrics and he wrote the song for her. Like imagine that. Like, you know, she she's only like twenty-three, like nineteen eighties when she released beginning. Like, you know, she she went to she must be like, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen when she saw Sugar Babes. 
and like you know a few years later like you know so like you know, if she was 18 like five years later Yamashita Tatsuro the, the guy who was playing guitar on the stage is writing a song with her yeah with her like you know that's crazy it's, like, it's, and like you know and Onuki Taiko Onuki Taiko too like you know mm-hmm. the keyboard player and the, like you know lead singer of Sugar Babes is like you know sitting down with you in the studio and writing a song for you like you know that's crazy it is and it like is. you know and not only that Takashi Yukihiro and Hosono Haruomi from YMO yeah I mean that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy for her to like that her that's her first album that's like, her al- first that's album quite the beginning I mean mm-hmm. man what an introduction into music but and, and the entire thing if you listen to it like there's really there's some hints of uh there's some hints of Sugar Babe in there and um you mm-hmm. can feel uh, Otake Aichi's uh, influence too because there's there's a little bit of that in there also right. because I think that the, there was a small scene in the Japanese music community mm-hmm. where they were focused on this one kind of Western like style yeah. of like sound, right. and that kind of sound is where like a lot of these artists started to like build their like own sound on, mm-hmm. and that's where the city pop kind of thing blossomed. Well, yeah, they're, they're, but like you know, in beginnings, Yamashita Tatsuro. Takashi Yukihiro from drums on YMO, Hosono Haruomi, bassist from YMO, and Onuki Taiko is like writing, like in a sheet, wrote a couple songs, like one song for her. And like, you know, so like, you know, there's there's elite people giving her a pointers, like, you know. You can definitely tell because it's, it's an amazing album. You have mm. to hear it. I mean, you could tell right off the bat that mm. she has an amazing vocal range, an amazing like depth to her voice. Mm. She can really like she has a very like a broad range of styles that she's right. good at and she, I mean, she's an incredible singer and yes. um the mix of different style elements and genres, you can tell that this is kind of like a proto city pop flavor kind of mm-hmm. coming through. I mean, you can you can see that she was with this album, the beginning, like in 1978, I think it was it came out. You can see that she's destined to be a legend. Like this is like her opus for her, like mm-hmm. for, for her beginning as a like an icon in Japanese music. And you know, there's no denying it because you listen to that album from like beginning to end, and it's like you know, it's you're like left like, oh my god, wow, what was that? Who is this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Like this album is really concentrated with her influence. There's R and B. There's like a little bit of soul. There's like fifties and sixties and seventies by Motown. Right. Like there's like Stax Records and like you know folk rock. Like even like you know psych rock too. Like you know I think just a f- just just friend and waking up alone kind of sounds like doors to me yeah yeah like you know there's like you you can tell that she really loves like western music oh yeah i mean it's 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 evident i mean she i mean the fact that she went to sugar babes and she was a fan of tassaro and tassaro being such a fan of beach boys and Mm. she's a a fan of beatles so you can tell they both had like an admiration for western styles of music already right yeah <laughs> like yeah, I'm gonna talk about the Beatles and Takeuchi Maria like there's so many musical figures that like I I didn't even realize 
until I read it on Beatles. But I'm like, wow, like now listening to it back now, there's so many musical figures, like, you know, the, like the chords that she used and like, you know, the turn transition that she used. There's a she she I don't want to say stealing, but there's like a lot of like similar thing that she will call it inspired inspiration. Yeah. We'll call like, but like, you know, like, you know, she used a lot of like tricks from the song Long Winding Road Ro- 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 mm. by the Beatles. Like, it was on their I Let It Be album. Mm-hmm. Long Winding Road and like you know, she used a lot of like similar figures from that song like wow. you know, she used it countless times I mean you, you know the, you know how the saying goes good oh, good artists borrow great artists steal mm-hmm. so that's true I think that's um, true I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not accusing her or anything oh no 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 obviously like, not like you know but like you know when you put it when you write the chord down on a music score like oh there's like a like you can similarity there, 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 on there there's you can change it like you know there, and there's nothing I, wrong with that no, it's been happening since the beginning there's of nothing music. original in this world there's no right? nothing original like all music is just in uh, er, 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 you know uh, just copies of the yeah. past so yeah, there's nothing a, wrong with that and that's how music grows and develops right. so no like you know um, on this album, especially, I mean, I, I, I love the first song, you know, Goodbye Summer Breeze. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, it's like a breezy song and, mm-hmm. you know, there's a saxophone in it and a guitar and, you know, it's, it's, it's really a quintessential song. But I think out of all of these, like out, out of all the songs in, in, um, beginning, I, I really like, um, Okashina Futari, mm. uh, Two Funny People. It's, it's, it's kind of like, cause it's more upbeat, you know, it's more like, it's kind of like a, like really yeah, um, upbeat, funky kind of song, and mm-hmm. uh, I really like that because it really showcases what she's going to be doing later on. Yeah, um, but she has a lot of ballads in this album that are really cool. Yeah, Suzuki Shigeru-san actually arranged that song. He, oh, he's a guitarist, right? Yeah, he, he's a guitarist. He's a guitarist for Human. Like in a tin, he, he's a guitar player from Tin Pan Alley. Tin Pan Alley. Nice. Yes. Yeah. But he arranged that song. That's a good song. I like that song too. My favorite song is "Stekina uh, Hito Song," my hit song, and that's the <laughs> that's the only song from this album. Like, like you know, if you actually go into Wikipedia, listen to this album from YouTube. Like, you know, listen, like you know, if you can read Japanese or use Google Translation, like you know, like. Listen to these songs and like read this Wikipedia. It's really interesting yeah. what's going on here. But like you know, see like you know this my the eleventh song from beginning, Stekina Hito song, my his song, is the only song that she wrote the lyrics and she wrote the uh like you know she composed this song. Like this is the only song that she wrote hmm. in this her first album and. I love, uh, I adore this song. Like, and she know. purposely left it as the last song. Yeah, she left like, it. Because it's her song. And it's right? a hit hit song. It's my hit yeah, song. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, this, this, like, you know, sure, like, RCA, you can give me these songwriters and write a hit song mm-hmm. for me, but my hit song is my hit song yeah, and it's and, an epic hit song like yes. it's a power ballad yes. it's it's an it's an amazing song yeah it's a statement yeah. like you know I, I like that like you know screw you like you know i would, like you know sure like you know like you know i need money to make <laughs> good records exactly so, like you know so like yeah. you know so like yeah, I'll, I'll i'll play this game mm-hmm. but like you know i'm gonna write a song how i feel about you guys right. so like i like that statement yeah <laughs> 
I mean, so overall, this mm. album is is probably uh, an amazing album for sure. For for yes. uh, first album, it's it's amazing. You know, uh, the, my favorite songs on it totally it has to be Natsu no Kobito, Kagayaku Sutari Naito, Shining Starry Night. Um, and of course, uh, just friends. So I think yeah. those are probably. And of Starry course, uh, Sutakina Hisongo. I mean, that's that's her song, and that's a mm. that's a hit song, and it's, it's yeah. the best song. Starry night, yeah. Yukihiro san and Hosono san from YMO. Yuki Take, uh, Takaji Yukihiro wrote the lyrics, and Hosono Haruomi did a composition for that song. Oh wow! Starry night, and like you know, summer lovers. Like, you know, Yamashita Tatsuro, and that was their first collaboration, mm. you know. Yeah, really, because, and, you know, that makes sense because there's a lot of uh, English words in that. Like, mm -hmm. you could tell, like, the, the English choruses and the stuff was really starting to, like, they were trying to, like, figure out, like, hey, this is kind of, uh, this sounds good. And that's kind of like the proto-city pop kind of uh, template that they were working on, you know, that they weren't even, they didn't even know they were doing it, but they were creating a formula that would carry over into like hundreds of other artists right. and we know. talked about this before recording this show but like you know Yamashita Tatsuro and Takeuchi Maria didn't like each other oh yeah you know I, I think I read something like that she didn't like his personality or like at first right you know he, she I think she said he wasn't amiable or like the, he was really quiet yeah, like you know Yamashita Tatsuro is a elitist <laughs> and but like you know Takuchi Maria is an elite too you know she tried she tried to play the game that like how mainstream game plays so like you know she from 1980 till 19 I uh, like until 1981 like when she released Portrait and then like she went on break for like in a few years like you know she was she tried to play the game like, you know, how music in industry works. Wanted her to play, yeah. Like, yeah. they wanted her to be a specific kind of product. And then, like, you know, sure, like, you know. But, like, you know. She know how how the game works, like, you know. And she's she was smarter than them. And, like, you know, she decided to stick with the king of the city pop. Like, right. You know, like, I mean, they were also smart. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, Onoki Taiko... You know, Hudomi Asono, all these people were like insiders. They already knew how the music industry worked and they kind of like, you know, she's with Tatsuro. So they're going to like obviously protect her and right. like give her good advice on how mm -hmm. to like navigate the, you know, corporate uh, record label, right. you know, maze that that probably was happening at the time. Well, do you want to talk about her next record? Uh, University Street in yeah. 1979. University that's a, that's a, that's Street. That's a really wonderful record. I love and, that uh, record too. Yeah, it's, it's a really fun record. It's it's really upbeat. And, uh, there's like a really innocence to it. Mm -hmm. And more than anything, you know, uh, there's a movie called Grease that uh, this this record really reminds me of. Right. It really feels like this record could have been in Grease. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of inspiration, I feel. I feel like this record, she... I, I don't know if she did this, like, you know, knowingly, but, like, I, I hear a lot of Beatles influence in this record. Mm. Like, I mean, like, you know, she's, she's not shy about the fact that she got a lot of influence from uh, Beatles. Like, you know, opening song is 
on the university street and like you know that last album uh, like you know what what is it like goodbye university street <laughs> like you know like the you last know, song the, the, the last song like you know they, they they're like both have university street like the same thing was like you know beatles Sergeant Pepper, Lonely right. Hearts Club Band. Like, There's a theme know, they, to it. Like a, a theme, theme and it. she keeps yeah. to the theme. And like, you know, the opening song on the University Street, there's so many, like, music, like, you know. very AOR. No, no, like, you know, like, there's so like, you know, if if you're a Beatles fan, like, if you listen to the opening song, there's so many, so many, like, reference. Right. From, like, Beatles record. Like, you know, like, it's almost stealing level like there's so many hints that like you know it's so good though like yeah it's, it it's is an so amazing good. anniversary street is it's it's, it's aor is mm. a great uh, brass section uh, it's it's an amazing song it's an amazing way to start an album mm. and you can tell that they she loves starting an album on a strong like strong song right like and that is uh, like you know she plays to her strengths and she in this album she really feels like like for me, like uh, like the Western equivalent, you know, would be like Olivia Newton John. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has that kind of like right. sentimental vocal range, or she she just has depth and. Uh, there's a lot of oldies really reference. Yeah, there's a lot of oldies reference, but with a modern production, there, I, it's really cool. Like you know, she showcase like you know a lot of the oldies. And like in you know, the Beatles reference, and like even like folk music reference, like you know, uh, like you know, th- but like you know, with a lot of like, she, I'll, you know, give the nod to like the influence that she has, but like you know, with the modern production, there's a right. lot of synthesizer that you can hear. It's 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 not really upfront, so like you really have to be careful listening to it. But they, there's a lot of synthesizers featured in mm, this album right and like you know like you know you know like you know people in 2020 like you know it might not be that it like it's not probably that groundbreaking synthesizer sound but like back in the day that was like the latest hottest like you know sound like mm, the yeah. people japanese never synthesizers like so. you know they they they, they, they no people never heard of that sound before like you know like you know or, like you know before time before this like mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of like really futuristic sound in there like you right. know, it's a really it's you know it's a really good if you want to know who Takeuchi Maria is like and I think on the university street is like you know you, this oh, is that's, the her, per- that's her personality that's her personality yeah like she's so innocent and sweet and just like thoughtful and it, this all shines in her lyrics and the way mm-hmm. she like kind of formats the songs and, mm-hmm. and for me like I love you know Namida no one-sided love that's like she has a lot of really cute love songs in here you know I love Omoide no Some Days that's a it's a really like more upbeat song but it's like it sounds like doobie brothers right and like michael mcdonald kind of stuff um and you can i mean they're the same time period so i'm sure mm-hmm. there was a lot of inspiration but yeah i, I really lo- i really like that song and um, j boy is a really cool song. j boy is a fun song i i think it's, it, to me it sounds like a lot like beatles that's a, that's yeah true. Like, i mean know. a little bit like beatles too but i mean there's so many like joan jett even like fleetwood yeah, mac like there's so many influences like it's hard to pinpoint exactly but she you know you can tell that they were able to take all these western mm-hmm. influences and like cons- you know put it into this like very concentrated 
uh, style, which is, mm -hmm. you know, to me, city pop. One Sided Love is a first collaboration that Yamashita Tatsuro did arrangement. Like, you know, uh, One Sided Love, you know, she, she wrote this song, this song and Yamashita Tatsuro did the arrangement. Mm -hmm. The second track on this album, Takeuchi Maria wrote the lyrics and composed this song. Same thing with the first song oh. on the United Street. Street, like, uh, yeah, sorry, on the, on the University Street. Street. Like, you know, Takeuchi Maria wrote the first, like, you know, wrote the lyrics and composed the song. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but, like, in the second song, One Side of Street, like, you she wrote the song, wrote the lyrics and composed it, and Yamashita Tatsuro did arrangement. This was the beginning of the history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you can tell because like, it has like a Motown kind of, like, especially One-Sided Love. It was like a, like an almost Motown-y mm -hmm. kind of, but it's very Tatsuro. Uh, you could tell, yeah. you know, that's his, like, that's his touch, the Tatsuro yeah. touch. But like, you know, it, it, to me, it kind of sounds like Circus Town Spacey, mm. right? Yeah. A little oh, bit. Sure. But you know what he released this year? Mm-hmm. Funky, funky flashing. Eh? Yeah, it's so funny. Like you know, he was really, he had like a really funky, hard hitting funk song, and like you know, she had like she had a song that felt like circus mm. down and spacey. Right. And she also had a lot of English songs on there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, she had "Isn't It Always Love" and "Isn't It Always Love" Cara is amazing. Banner. Yeah. He, uh, she was a songwriter for Jackson Brown and James Taylor. Oh, wow. That yeah. makes sense. Because yeah. this song could have been like on the radio mm -hmm. in the West because it's in English for one. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound like a Japanese singer. It sounds like a Western, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, pop star. Like right. it's, it's amazing. And right. it's in English and it's like immaculately this is like like when she, pronounced. She, she always had like one or two... Like a uh, Western songwriter, like you know, write a song for her. And hold, hold on, I love hold on. <laughs> but like, there's so many. If, if you're a musician and you, if you know how to play keyboard, they, they you know, mm -hmm. there's they, there's so many nods to long winding road by the Beatles. Like oh, you know, yeah. she she like you know, I keep saying this. Like I swear to God, like you know, like. Like you listen to the long winding road and listen to like you know some of the songs that I referenced and I like you know th there's a lot of ideas like you know that you can hear from that song that you hear in Takeuchi Maria's song right like you know she she, she like you know, again like you know I'm not accusing her that she's stealing or anything like but like you know you know this this is an interesting thing about like how music works like how like you know post like you know like you know how po pollination works like yeah, you know cross pollination right. works like you know like you know like the <laughs> like beatles dna like you know still carries in like japanese right. like you know shimanekin uh like izumo prefecture like you know female <laughs> songwriter like you know the dna of beatles like, right you know, like, it's amazing thinking yeah. about how music yeah. can travel like that yeah especially back then when there was no internet no especially so she was listening to vinyl records mm -hmm. back then so i mean that that in itself says something i, I like uh, another one i like on her blue horizon 
It has a really like AOR feel. It's like yes. very summery. Yeah. Very like you know, um, it's like a there's a incredible jazz solo, a, a yeah. sax solo, saxophone solo yes. towards the end. The Blue like, Horizon. Really, yeah, Blue Horizon is amazing. Oniki Taiko san did the lyrics. Really. And Yamashita Tatsuro did uh, that. That makes sense. That really makes sense because it has that summery vibe that the Taiko and Tatsuro are known yeah. for. That's like their whole. thing. It's really funny, like you know, Oniki Taiko and Yamashita Tatsuro, like you know. Even after Sugar Babes broke up, they never stopped working together. Like you know,、mm-hmm. they were writing songs for like Takeuchi Maria and other people.、Mm-hmm. Like、right. they never stopped working. Like it's just like you know, I guess like you know, they didn't want to perform together on a stage. Right. Yeah, you know, Hosono Haruomi san ha- has like an issue performing on stage. Like you know,、mm-hmm. he thinks it's better just to spend time in the studio than like you know, like you know, pleasing people. Right. We're gonna do a, a, a Taiko Nuki episode for sure. Yes,、uh, I think a lot of people. I、mm-hmm. mean, she's a she's a staple of the city pop scene, so、mm-hmm. we definitely have to talk about her. We're definitely gonna、yeah. have an episode just for I, her. I feel like she doesn't. She is she haven't received many, you know, accolades. Shout, yeah, like you know, or like or like shoutouts even. Like you know, like I think. She deserves more than what she. She deserves it, and yeah, we're like, gonna yeah, definitely like, I, give I, her. I feel like、credit. she deserves more she than what she. She's an amazing like, artist. I, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying people don't respect her. I was saying, I'm, I'm just saying she, she deserves, deserves more. She deserves more respect、yeah. than what she's getting right now. Right. Yes. Um, and she, you know, she worked on a lot of these albums also. So, and you could tell the influence because、uh, Blue Horizon, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like her. Like she has、mm-hmm. that like vibe. And、uh, of course, there's a single "Dream Dream of You," which Tatsuro does the back backing vocals. He does those like really good whispery like background,、mm-hmm. uh, like airy, dreamy vocals.、Mm-hmm. That he he does that really well. And yeah.、Um, It, it, it's it's almost like a staple of his, but that's probably your probably the most commercial song on. Yeah,、there. Dream I, of You. Yeah, it was her second single.、Mm. Oh wow, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a really commercially viable track,、mm-hmm. and、uh, I mean, it's so well produced. It's 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 so good. I, I really love that one. It's really interesting. Like in Yamashita Tatsuo, he did the arrangement, but he didn't do any lyrics or he didn't do any composition musically.、Mm. He like you know. He, I mean, like he arranged the song, but like you know, he didn't do the arrangements or like lyrics writing. You know, he he wasn't like a core core member of the song, but like you know, he was part of you know making this awesome song. Right. Yeah, like it's really interesting. Like you know, at the beginning, like he, he <laughs> you can like you know as you like you know start reading. Into Wikipedia, you start to realize, like you know, Yamashita Tatsuo start to get closer and closer, and closer. Like you realize, you start to see his name more, like you know, as her discography builds right. more. Right, the more they start working together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like、sure. it's really interesting. And、yeah. like you know, after the hiatus, like we're gonna talk about the.、Uh, You know the masterwork variety later. Oh like, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we, we still have, have we, we, a couple albums to go because、yeah. I mean we've already discussed more beginning、mm-hmm. and and University Street, which are both really strong albums in themselves. And you know they're they're one year after the other, so yes, you, know, you have nineteen seventy eight. She doesn't know how to rest. Right, she's like <laughs> she does not. I mean that that's that ethic, that music、uh, work ethic that you know a lot of Japanese people have. So University Street was 1979,、mm-hmm. and you know th- this was 
amazing song. Like you could tell, like she had a lot of diverse interests, a lot of diverse like lyrics and uh, themes. And now mm. we're gonna move on to, of course, Miss M, which is a lot of people's. Um, no, no, no. We missed love songs. Oh, you're right, love yeah. songs. And there was 1980. Now Miss M is after this one. Love right. songs. Are they the same year though? 1980, yes, right? 1980. They both came out in 1980. Like you know, uh, 19 uh, love songs came out in. Uh, I think. No, it was came out in that March of 1980, and like nine months later, 19 December of 1980. So like you know, uh, nine months after the two, release of Love Songs, wow. she released two records Zen. in one year. That, yeah, that's work. Ethic. But like you know, ten months later, she released Portrait. Mm. Yeah, so she didn't rest. It's, it's no. crazy. Um, but Love Songs, Love Songs is probably you know it's one of my favorite albums for sure because there's so mm. many so many good hits on there and you, it really starts to show her development yes. as like an artist she mm. doesn't reinvent her style but she she definitely improves on it and you can yeah. tell with every song that she like she she's improving as a singer and uh, you know true to the title of the album you know it's all about all the songs are about kind right. of love fly away you know the first song it's <laughs> and it's an english song it's, it's a Peter, song. yeah it's an english song and carol Bay Stagger is a uh, uh, the comp did a composition. Uh, the world, like she did us uh, lyrics lyrics for this song and Peter Allen and uh, Gene Page. So this Gene Page was heavily uh, he, he was a big part of this record. Uh, he was a ranger of like Temptations, Arista Franklin, oh, Barbara wow. Streisand, Whitney Houston, oh, wow. Supremes. He, he was a ranger for all these big names. You can tell through this yes. album. So you can tell he arranged this. <laughs> There's so much information in this record. I feel right. like this is the circus town of Maria Takeuchi. Like, you know, she had like top name, Hollywood. Uh, she had this top name Hollywood arranger part of like you know working on this album love mm -hmm. songs like you know more like American like yeah. people too yeah like, like you know like you know like I said like you know, I think this is the circus town of Takeuchi Maria like she, she went like you know she used all the resources that she can and she like you know hired all this top arranger and songwriters from America to work on this record she went she she, she like love songs like you can tell like you know I mean like you know September September is probably the highlight of this album. Yes. I mean, it, it's an incredible song. The rhythm, the tambourines, you know, her vocal work. It's amazing. And it definitely makes you, you know, remember September. Like, uh, when I think about September, I think mm. about this song. Uh, and anytime it is September, I have to play this song. Because right. it's like, it's not September unless you play this song. Yeah. It's like, I have to play this song on the first day of September. It's like that yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. You know, do you Only Earth, Wind, and Fire and Takeuchi Maria exactly. can... Exactly. And, and, and they're only two artists that are entitled to 
use the word <laughs> September. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the anthem, and yes. uh, you know it really uh, highlights how she thrives in like uh, a really diverse musical variety of styles and genres. Because in this one, there's like you know there's power ballads, there's disco pop, there's mm-hmm. Motowny stuff, there's like Chicago street corner doo-wop kind of stuff mm-hmm. there's all kinds of influences and if you listen to this album like beginning to end you're gonna hear so many styles of like influence and inspiration mm-hmm. your, your mind is gonna be blown it's, this is such a beautiful album yes. I, I really love it yeah Gosenshi is the boogie woogie oh yeah mm-hmm. like, it reminds me of Ep- like EPO a little bit mm-hmm. this song especially yeah well like you know I, I forgot which song it was but like you know Apparently, you know, Takeuchi Maria had to give up her credit and he give it to EPO. Like, you know, <laughs> EPO uh, worked with her on one of them, though. Yeah, yeah, they did. And, like, you know, uh, and she had, Takeuchi Maria had to give up, uh, like, I think, yeah, September. Do you remember? Like, septem- September was a song that Takeuchi Maria, she actually did a... I hope I don't get sued for saying this. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, you know, Takeuchi Maria actually did the arrange, vocal arrangement for the song, but like, you know, politically correct EPO did a, a vocal arrangement for the song. Like, oh, you know, like EPO wow. uh, came out year after they were part of this album. So like, you know, it was like, the, um, you know, promotion tactics that they had back then like you know EPO arranged the vocal for Takeuchi Maria's song and like you know they, they was a good PR for them but oh, right. Right. For yeah sure. but like now because of the internet we, we know that they actually didn't Right, right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I no. mean, it doesn't take away from the song at all. No, no. It's, really. it's still an incredible song. Really. And it's always going to be a, like a classic. September is probably well known in Japan, of course. And it's won awards. I mean, it's an amazing song. But, I mean, it's not the only good song on this album because there's so many other ones. Uh, you know, Fushigine uh, Pichi Pai. Yes. Uh, that is, Pichipai. you know, that's a, that's a staple song of hers because it really... It really shows her strength as like a very almost cutesy kind of right. uh, like doo-woppy singer. It's it's yeah. so like it's it's an amazing song. I, I love it. She didn't write. She didn't do anything in this song. Only thing she did was like you know she sang this song. Mm, but she sang it so good, and, and she, she has a video. Well, like you know, so like you know, she she like, I think this is her statement telling. The record label, like you know, I'm sellable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I can do it. I, I can, can do, do it. Like you know, if you want me to do this, but like you know, I can do something and a little bit better. The funny thing about this song is, if you, uh, it's one of the few live songs you can find that she yeah. actually did. Like you could find the song on YouTube. She's performing it with mm-hmm. like you know, uh, on a show, like a like a variety show or something. Mm-hmm. But there's like a full band, and she she's performing it, and she performs it so well. She like there's a part where she like winks at the camera and like she winks at you and your heart just melts like everyone talks (laughs) about that wink right and when she you know she goes oh whoa um it's 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 so cute your heart just melts right it's it's one of my favorite songs from her for sure i think she's still adorable Mm. she's one of the most adorable pop stars in the world Mm. it doesn't matter how old she is she's always gonna be like you know that 
mystery peach pie in my like heart. <laughs> yes shaky that peach pie um and that th and, th and not even that there's there's also a really like really good disco like almost banger on there and you know you know which one i'm talking about right because i i have the vinyl and i always play it and people ask me you know what is this and um they, i tell them you know it's maria takauchi uh, you know it's a, a koino owarini Koino at the end of love. Yes. Uh, and this song is so disco. It's yes. so like Donna Summer. It's epic. It's emotional. Mm -hmm. it's stunning. It's it's an amazing like disco song. It's an like you can tell like they were inspired by what was going on with the disco right. scene in the West, and they right. had to like you know kind of uh, nod to disco yeah. music. Like you know she wrote the lyrics and she composed the song, which, and Jean Page arranged the song. Yeah, like you know she. It's all done by her and Jean Page. Mm. That's what happens when you have uh, <laughs> a lot of resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, have you heard the Lonely Wind track on here? Also, Lonely Wind. Lonely Wind. Uh, it reminds me. It it, uh, it also has like Motown vibe, mm -hmm. but it reminds me of a song, and I cannot, for the life of me, pinpoint what song. It, it reminds me of, so if you or anyone out there listens to Lonely Wind on this album and you can give me the reference to it, like, I will, I'll credit you somewhere. Like, I will <laughs> not, because I, I, for the life of me, I cannot pinpoint it. And that's rare for me because I'm really good about, like, pinpointing references. But Lonely Wind on, you know, Love Songs 1980 by Maria Takeuchi. If you can tell me where this song was inspired from, or, or like where the, the you know the references, like I I will, I'll love you forever. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like this album is like kind of her take on, you know, like African black music, R and B and soul music. Mm. There's yeah. a yeah. There's all there's a range like you can tell. I mean, there's even country stuff in there. It's it's like th that's always been her thing, like a wide mm. variety of styles, and she can kind of put it all together. Mm. And that's why she's the queen of city pop because she's, you know, yeah. that that's what city pop is like a fusion of like many styles, mm. many western styles. She does it so well. She was a big fan of Sakamoto Q. You know mm. that you know we'll meet the alcohol, do you know do, 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 Oh yeah, do, yeah. Do, do, do. like you know she was a big fan of him like you know she was a big fan of like singers that translated a lot of like classic oldies from US and London mm -hmm. and like she really liked the Japanese take on those Western songs. Like I think she like you know she's she she really took the western ideas and a really palatable for like eight Japanese people like, oh yeah mm -hmm. she embodied that whole yeah. like mm -hmm. western and eastern fusion of just styles she did it so well and it's evident more than any other uh, you know uh, well I mean obviously there's, there's albums that she does that are evident of that style but Love mm -hmm. Songs 1980 Amazing, amazing! It came. It was like a number one. It was one of her top selling records yes. in, in Japan. Like I, I think in Oricon, it, it hit number one. So that that speaks volumes of how well produced and how you know amazing this album was. Yeah. it's probably my one of my favorites. Well, like before. you know, like September and if she can impeach by, I think like in in some way, I think this is her right on time. You know, oh, like you yeah. know, Takeo, you know, Yamashita Tatsuo needed to have a one album. 
Right, and da, da, isn't this the same year as Ride on Time? 1980, right? 1980, yes. So it, that that so makes sense. Like it really does. They needed to have something. Like you know, they need to, they need to let people know who they <laughs> are. Like, exactly. you know, like you know, and they definitely, did, you know, so. like they made a statement. Like you know, hey, like you know, and like they wrote a lot of songs for commercials, and like you know, and like wrote a lot of songs for yeah. like idols. Like hey, like you know. We know you guys like these <laughs> pop stars, but like, right. you know. But here's the Japanese version of yeah. uh, like the Western stuff. We're actually stuff the that Don. Like, you know, we did you know that we actually write the commercials? You're right. And, like, They're the like the, the bosses of yeah, just like, like, like jingles. But like, you know, not in a bossy way, but like, you know, like, you know, I guess like, you know, they, they have to like, you know, express themselves. Right. You know, it's just, it just, if you're an artist, it happens. Naturally. Naturally. All right. So yeah. that, that brings us to 19, you know, uh, uh, 1980, same year, a couple same months year. later, yeah. Miss, Miss M. A lot Miss of people M. say this is their favorite album. Yeah. It's my favorite album, oh, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean... Uh, it's really groovy. It is. It I is mean, really groovy. You have Tatsuro on there. I mean, Yasuhiro Abe, yeah. uh, EPO, and Shigeru Suzuki. Uh, I mean... the. The, the the fleet of people working on this is like <laughs> extensive. If you go on Discogs and you like look at the credits, there are some huge yeah. names on there, and you can tell because this album is like the most commercially like viable album of yeah. this. I think it's like it's it's like on trend, like it's trendy. You can mm -hmm. tell for the year, like they're really inspired by yeah. what was happening at the time. Yeah, they were singing the sweetest music. Yeah, mm, mm -hmm. the right. Music, you know, like Miss that, M. That, <laughs> that that the cover art for that also yeah. it, that that's what they put on Plastic Love, mm. like they're on YouTube. Like right. they took the the cover right. art for Sweetest Music, right. and because it was a single too, mm -hmm. and then they put it on Plastic Love. Yeah. That shows you how powerful and Sweetest Music is. The disco like banger, it's yeah, like very it's Earth, much. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh my god! Yeah, yes. it's the Earth, Wind, and yeah. Fire. It's like disco diva sounds yeah. like uh, it, it, it's amazing. Like you could feel Tatsuro's influence. Mm -hmm. It's like you know Western disco influence. Mm -hmm. it, it was what was happening in 1980. Yeah, and you can tell because it, it really embodied it. Sweetest music is is an amazing song. And every night in the morning glory. Mm. Yeah, oh, morning glory. Yeah. You know, and he did a cover of that also, right? Yeah, every night. Was supposed to be Yamashita's song. Oh, and, and yeah, did he like give you it know, to her? he wrote this song. It screams Tatsuro Yamashita. It sounds yeah. so much like every what night, he would do. He wrote this song during Circus Town era. Every night was supposed to be in Circus Town. Mm, it, it's so. It sounds like a dream. I love this track. It screams Tatsuro Yamashita. It's smooth, silky. It's English. You yeah. know, it's 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 beautiful. He didn't like, know what really to do it. with it. So like he. He gave it to his future wife. Well, it worked out <laughs> perfectly. And you know, the funny thing about this album is that just like Circus Town, it's it's divided between two sides, L.A. side and Tokyo side. Mm -hmm. uh, just like Circus Town, because Circus Town has New York side and L.A. side. So you can tell they had like a huge L.A. thing where they're like, well, you know, there's a lot of L.A. producers and, you know, the big shot L.A., you know, music engineers mm -hmm. and arrangers. And Morning Glory. Mm. Morning Glory. Damn, Yamashita. Like, you know, he he let her wife, his wife sing this song. And, like, you know, people loved it. 
So like he covered it later <laughs> and for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it's he covered it because it's such an amazing song. It, like, it is an amazing song. It's very AOR. It it's is like it's you can tell but like, like it's just one of the best songs on there. But for like sure. you know, I think it's he 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 was he cheated a little bit. Like you know, he saw he he let his wife. I mean, use he does it. some covers of her, of her songs yes. all the time. Yeah, too. they did do that. They do the back and forth. This song, them. Morning Glory, especially. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Yasuhiro Abe, mm-hmm. but Yasuhiro Abe has a song, uh, uh, an album called Slit, and um, he has this specific AOR kind of sound, and he has a, a song called Irene that's almost identical to Morning Glory. And so I know for a fact that he must have had an influence like on this song. Like he helped them along with the arrangement or something. Mm. Because if you listen to Irene on, on Yasuhiro Abe's uh, record Slit, uh, it's almost identical. It's very, very similar. So And he, he worked on this I album with them. So I can tell, yeah, that, that's something you should definitely... Because mm. that's a really cool album too. Slit, uh, S-L-I-T by mm. Yasuhiro Abe. Okay, I'll check it out. And heart to heart, you know, there's a little uh, like Carpenters vibe. You know, do you know which song I'm talking about? Is that on the Tokyo side or the LA side? It's on the LA side. Really? Heart to heart. It's the last song. Oh yeah, that's kind of like a power ballad. I forgot. Yeah, Roger Nicholas. He 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 was a composer for Carpenters. Oh. And, and <laughs> Pizzicato 5 and a lot of Harajuku scene people had a big influence from this guy, actually. Mm. A lot of Harajuku sense. people had an influence from Carpenters. But, mm. like, yeah. So, the uh, Heart to Heart. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of big names um, working on this record. Especially on the LA side. Yeah. I mean, Secret Love one, uh, track four is really good too. It sounds like, mm-hmm. it almost sounds a little bit like Shaka Khan, like mm-hmm. very, uh, almost like a Steely Dan kind of vibe to me. And the yes. back, the background yes. vocals yes. sounds a little bit like Michael McDonald to me. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. if you listen to the background, mm-hmm. whoever's in the background singing, that sounds like Michael McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a little, like it's, you know, like there's not many people worked on this record as much as love songs, but like, you know, they, they, with a small personnel, like, you know, I think they really did a good job, and, like, you know, with a small personnel, and, and, like, you know, they didn't let people down. Right. I think this album, out of all of them, is the most, like, jingle-oriented. Like, yes. a lot of stuff sounds like it's, like, 70s sitcom theme songs. Like, there's a lot of jingles on there. It even sounds a little bit like, uh, you know, like, um, Thank You for Being a Friend yeah. uh, from Golden Girls in there, and... uh it's funny that that uh, it's it, it sounds like that. Futari no Bukansu. That one sounds like uh, like like what a fool believes uh, by mm-hmm. Doobie Brothers. Or yeah. wait, was that Michael McDonald or was he with the Doobie Brothers when he created Fool Believes? I don't know, but Futari no Bukansu was actually like just done by Takeuchi Maria and Hayashi Kenji, and like you know, like it was all done by Japanese guys, mm-hmm. but like ah. Uh, but yeah, it, it sounds like what a fool believes for sure. If yeah. you hit once it hits the chorus and it's that dun 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 dun, mm-hmm. that's that's what a fool believes. I'm sorry. Yeah. But no, it sounds sure. so good the way she did it though, like mm-hmm. it's, it's undeniable. But uh, it speaks to the uh, you know how Tatsuro is like a master of making jingles because mm-hmm. the entire album sounds like jingles. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. 
I mean, no, Drive is my favorite one. Like, you know, there's Rain, a lot of reference. Yeah, there's a lot of the, this song. Like, you know, she's not really shy about, like, you know, it, it, like, like if you're a musician and know how to know play guitar and keyboard, like, you know, mm. trust me, like, you know, you, there's, there's a lot of like reference and nods oh, to yeah. Beatles. There's a lot of like, you know, she used a lot of similar chords that Beatles used, and like, you know, this is another song. Oh. I'm in a drive. Like, you I know, love she, I'm in a drive. Yeah. I mean, it has like a late night Chicago jazz almost yeah. vibe. Like, there's, For it's sure. really jazzy. Mm -hmm. Uh, really bluesy. I I really love that song too. I mean, that that's a highlight for sure. Mm -hmm. And farewell, Cole. That's another song that she did. Mm -hmm. And she saved and, it for the last one. Yeah. She always like you know she always saved it for the last one. Like. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that brings us to 1981. Portrait. 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 And you know, Genji Ito was on this one, and so was Takonuki, Yasuhiro mm -hmm. Abe. Tatsuro, so there's like a continuation of uh, collaborators. Well, this was her last album with RCA. And like, you know, she proved herself with September. Right. And like, you know, Chitty Pie. I think she was glad to go at that point. Yeah, She's like, like oh, you okay, know, I did my job. Yeah. Like, you know, I, like, you know, I think this record, I mean, like, you know, I don't think, I just, I, I think she has a bigger record than Portrait, but like I feel like she's in her territory or in her element in this album. Like, you know, she sort of kind of makes fun of herself. There's a lot of humor. I feel like there's a lot of humor in this like, record, like Mr. Blackboard. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's more like. Crying campy. all night long. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> I, think, I think at this point she really plateaued. And uh, you can tell that she she's like, okay, I'm done with RCA. Yeah. This, is, this is all I'm going to give you. Uh, and... She's not taking it serious. That's why I like this <laughs> album. It's like, you know, she's right. like, you know. Like Portrait, I think it's a perfect album. Like this is what I had to do for this music industry right. and this, this. But I mean, like you know, she, she goes into a few years of a hiatus after she released this song. All right. Yeah. And, and but there's still so many good songs on here. But yes. you can tell that this is like her 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 farewell to RCA. This is like she's not improving on it. Well, she I mean she's always improving, but she's not reinventing her style. She's just kind of just continuing. Right. She's giving them what they want. Like this is what they want from yeah. her. So she gave it to them. And yeah, you know, I love yeah. uh, Linda. Linda on this Linda is really is my good. It sounds song. like uh, you know Earth Angel a little bit. You know right. some Earth Angel. Linda on this track, track seven. It it, it sounds like Earth Angel. It's yeah. very grease. To me, right. like when um, she wrote the song, she wrote it right. Yeah, mm. she did the lyrics and she composed the song, and Yamashita Tatsuro did the arrangement for this oh, song. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and that speaks to the, the depth. That, like that's mm. probably my favorite song on there for sure, along with um, uh, uh, of course, Kanashi Night and Day. That's, mm. that's a great one. Boku no Machi mm. my, to my town. Like you one. know, my favorite is like Strawberry Kiss Ichigo no Yuwaku. I think <laughs> I feel like this is a song that. See, there's a lot of like, like elements for. It's like really concentrated with like you know, pop idols on like there's like, she she's like okay, so this is what you want from me, right? right. Like you know, like and she's putting a lot of like you know, element for like you know, 
pop idol. Like, if you want me to write a pop song, I can do it. Right. I just choose not to do it. Like, you know, because, like, she knows the algorithm. Like, you know, I, I like, it, Strawberry Kiss, Ichigo no Yuwaku is, like, you know, like, I like this song because she's, like, you know, F you. This is, like, you know, this is what you want from me, right? But, like, here you go. This is, like, you know. This is my take on these pop songs. Like, you know, I, re- I really like she purposely, like, you know, write like a candy pop idol song. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah that, that's a really good one. I, I, I like Special Delivery, too. Uh, that, that's a really good one. Because it, it, Special Delivery sounds like a little bit like uh, Pushing Up Peach Pie. Yes. It, it has that vibe to it. And um, mm. it, it's funny that she saves that for the second to last. And mm. the last one, of course, is... Is portraits memories of Lawrence Park, which is like a right. super big ballad, mm-hmm. and uh, I think she wrote this. Of course, she wrote this. Right, she always saved her songs for last. I think she was ready to retire after this record. I mean, it was 1981, and you know she was probably at the end of her record, you know, deal, and she was with, with Tatsuro. And, you know, I, I think between that time, she was probably... She had been working so... Like, every yeah. year. I mean, two albums in 1980 alone. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. She was every year just pumping out all these, like, really yeah. amazing songs and working with all these people. She was probably really exhausted. And right. she was with Tatsuro, and they were probably planning to get married. Right. And in 1982, they finally did get married, right? Yeah, 1982. That's when they get married. And we didn't see any record... Otake Uchimaria until 1984. Oh, yeah. And that leads us to Variety. Variety, the Variety. infamous, like, the most well known <laughs> album of hers, because right. there's that one track on there that is just inescapable now. It's it's like the anthem of city pop, and it'll never go away. Never go away. Ever. It's it's going to be with Do we us need to even forever. say the name of this song? Right. Yeah. Like, we don't. We're, we're not. And, we're and, not going to say it. And it's funny that kids, like kids born today, like children born today in the West and stuff like that are going to have access to this song, and people are going to be playing it to them, and they're going to grow up with this song. And it's it's incredible that, that that's the power. Right of this song and, and it, it was a union it was like the child mm. of Takeuchi Maria and, and Yamashita Tatsuro this is them at their like peak like talent together fusing I don't want to sound cocky but I almost kind of feel bad that people in 80s didn't even recognize there was a song like this well, like, you know, going over there. People head. in the 80s, come on. Yeah. Like, they were all over the place. Well, like, you know, there's a, a lot of, you know, politics, you know, like, you, like, you know, back then. Japanese culture was in, in the 80s. Like, Japanese culture was, like, at its peak, I think, right. in, West, in the West, in the oh, 80s. Yeah. It was in, like, Back to the Future. Were, like, it was no know, joke. Yeah, right, The had economy be, was just, like, boom, 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 boom. Like, you know, you had to be really good all to right. Yeah. So I in mean, the '80s in Japan was no joke. Like you have to be really good. Yeah, you, you have to know what you're doing. Like, right. Yeah. Like you know, that's why you get artists like Yamashita Tatsuro and Takeuchi Maria and Andy and like you know a lot of artists that we're gonna talk in future. But like you know, yeah, that's like that's 1980s. Like even Back to the Future, they said all the best things come from Japan. Like hmm. you know, that's like you know. <laughs> That's why how people all saw the best things do come from Japan. I mean, synthesizers. Come on, synthesizers revolutionized yeah. the world, Rolling, and you know core, a lot of them are Yamaha. Japanese inventions. So yeah. I mean, eight oh eight. 
Japanese exactly. made. Like, you know, a right. lot of kids, a lot of hip hop heads, like these days, don't even know 808 is actually a name of the drum machine that was came from Japan. <laughs> it's the name of the drum machine right. 808. T R 808. Look it up. It's all on Google. Google it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> so, Variety, 1984. I mean, this album, epic. You know, we have. Uh, Taiko Onu, uh, Onuki Taiko, yes. Ry- Ryuchi Sakamoto's on yes. this, you know, Hiroshi Sato's on this, yes. uh, Jun Aoyama on this, Jun Aoyama, uh, uh-huh. you know, he of course did drums for Tatsu, yes. EPO, Yuming, mm-hmm. Hiroshi, Yuji Ter- oh, uh, yeah. Toriyama, yeah. Mi- Miharu Koshi, oh. like, he did drums for legendary yes. artists, and so he's on this album. They didn't hold back on this record, they were right. like, Phew. This is their like, okay, I'm back, you know, I got married, yeah. you know, I'm here, and it starts with, you know, Moichido. Yeah. Again. So Moichido. She's like, yeah, right, I know, Moichido. Moichido is so epic. The way <laughs> how they started. Like, Moichido, let's, let's give it a try. Like, you know, again, like, you know, like, they even say it in the lyrics, like, you know, they're like, you know, <laughs> they're coming back at it. Like, right. you know, let's see how this goes this right. time. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it screams, Tatsuro, and Tatsuro is in the background, you know, screaming, but not screaming, but he's he's doing background vocals, mm. and it is perfect. Moichido yeah. is the, you know, uh, anthem for her, mm. like, rebirth as, like, an artist. She's on Moon Records now. Yeah. She left RCA. You know, she's a new, you know, Takeuchi Maria. She's doing it again, Moichiro. Yeah. And they don't even take a rest after that bam plastic love. Right. They don't they don't they don't let you waste time. They're like, no. let's give you what you want. <laughs> like, but and the the crazy thing is that in nineteen eighty four Plastic Love didn't you know, it didn't become a number one hit. Like it wasn't popular as it is today. Well like you know, yeah, like you know if you like us, if you listen to her discography Plastic Love don't really lie into anywhere what she did in her past. Mm. Like, musically speaking, like, it just came out of nowhere. Right. It's like an almost lightning a bolt. Well, like, you know. To me, it sounds like right on time, just a little bit. Like, it, it has yes. a template for, yeah, like, right yeah, on time. Yeah, no, for like sure. A sparkle. For sure. A there, little bit. And even, like, love talk- it sounds a little bit like love talking. Mm-hmm. But again, like, Tatsuro produced it. Yes. So, like, his DNA is all over that. He, yeah. I mean, like, this whole entire record. Oh, yeah. It's just her and him. I mean, it is, like, so immaculately produced. Right. Like, the, the production value is, uh, you know, through the, uh, through the uh, off the charts. Like, it's yeah. an amazingly produced <laughs> album. Like, I love this album because, like, it's, you know, the union of both of their talents together. Because it's fully produced by Tatsuro, and, and she wrote all the, the lyrics. So, it's, like, it's amazing. She wrote all the lyrics. She composed all the songs. Like, Tatsuro... Was just a ranger, right? Like well, he, he was like, it, like they got married, and like you know, couple like you know, like a year before this album was recorded, like you know, Takeuchima, they 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 were married, and hey, by the way, I have these songs that I've been writing, <laughs> and like you know, Yamashita yeah. Tatsuro and like you know, Takeuchima, they've been dating for a long time, according to Wikipedia, Yamashita Tatsuro actually knew her. For seven years, so like you know, uh, they actually on the record they started working on a like you know records together from 1980s, and two years later they got married. But they actually know each other five years prior to that. Like you know, I, I'm assuming that's when she, Takeuchi Maria 
was hanging out, like, you know, when she went to see Sugar Babes, like, you know, I mean, like, you know, like, in Hosono Haruomi, I don't, I don't know how it happened, but Hosono Haruomi and Takeuchi Maria, like, you know, they were friends when Takeuchi Maria was high school, I don't know how it worked, but like, you know, Takeuchi Maria was hanging out with the right people when she was in her teens, and like, and she somehow knew Yamashita uh, Tatsuro, like, you know, five years before she actually debuted. Like, you know, they actually, like, it's, it's on, on Wikipedia, like, you know, Yamashita Tatsuro actually says she, he actually know her, Takeuchi Maria, for seven years before they get married. Oh, like, wow. You know, so, like, they actually know each other for a long time. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Um, their their union has created some of the yeah. most iconic Japanese music there is today. I mean, this album is, you know, it, it it's, it's it's her magnum opus. It's it's really like their union and their creative union. Right. And um, it's 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 perfect from start to finish. I mean, and and the third track right after Plastic Love, you have. You know, let's get married. Let's get married. <laughs> so you can tell what was going on, and like they were probably you know writing this during the time of their marriage. So it's like, well, did you know like Linda was like the anthem for Japanese couple to get married? That was like a, the song that people really? were playing. got married to. Yeah, like you know, the, mm. it was a song that people played at the wedding. Like mm. Linda you know, was a song that people loved playing oh, at the wedding. Yeah, right. It's kind of like. People love playing Drake's song at the wedding. <laughs> right. I mean, but it's not even the same. But this like, album, yeah. this album to me screams bubble economy. Yeah. This is the bubble economy like album to me. She matured so much between the time of her last mm-hmm. album and this yes. one. I mean, she got married. It's been a couple years. She got a lot of rest because uh, she wasn't resting at all. No. Like in the past, and no. like now, she 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 was back. She came back together. She had Tatsuro finally producing all this stuff with her. Like the production quality is amazing. It's a top notch yeah, album. Yeah, she left RCA. She didn't have to like you know. Right, Moon Records now, right? Yeah, like you know, she didn't have nothing to lose. She's like, I'm gonna go all right. in. And she had more creative freedom with Moon Records because yeah. uh, isn't that what um, I think uh, Tatsura was on that for Moon Glow, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. And Sparkle, maybe before you, I I think so. Um. But I mean, th- there's so many other good songs on there, and there's uh, just like the name of the album, it's a huge variety. There's like you know, um, country kind of ballads on there. Mm-hmm. The Broken Heart is, yes. is really interesting. There's uh, all sorts of um, kind of moods too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unreachable Feelings is really good. It's a, it's you know it's it's Takeuchi Maria. Like you know, there's boogie woogie. Yeah, you know, there's blues, there's bebop, it's all there. It's all like you know, it's same Takeuchi Maria that we know for a long time, mm-hmm. but it's more refined. Yep. It's more modern. Mm-hmm. Like you know, she came back with like you know, she came back with like she came back with eleven. Like you know, like you know, yeah. she just for <laughs> vengeance. She came back. And she like she let us know. Yeah, you know, this is you know Takeuchi Maria, and this is me. Mm. And this is, you know, it, it's it's an amazing album. Right yeah. Now. It's probably probably the peak of uh, Maria Takeuchi for me. Like I love her entire discography. Don't get me wrong, mm. but variety for me is where it mm. like climaxes. Like yeah, you know, 
all the effort, all the work she put in, all those years, this is what it led up to, and this is the right. album that defines Maria Takeuchi. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, from here, like, you know, Yamashita Tatsuro, like, you know, kept riding this ride, you know, <laughs> he right. rode on time. Like, you know, he's like, oh, this is what we need to do. Andy, you know, Karomatsu Toshiki, and Andy, it's almost similar to how Yamashita Tatsuro and like Takeuchi Maria or Karomatsu Toshiki and like Andy, like the partnership that they had. And like, you know, yeah, like, you know, for like this thing, like, you know, I, I don't think they were planning to happen. Like, you know, it just happened. You know, it's just yeah, Yamashita like Tatsuro. It just, it just happened. It just happens. Um, Yamashita Tatsuro and Takeuchi Maria, they got married. Right. And they had all the time in the world to, like, you know, make a record that they wanted to make. Hmm. And, and like, it, it kind of created a blueprint. I mean, like, you know, Take, Yamashita Tatsuro created a blueprint of, like, how you can make record. Like, you, know, you can go to U.S., and just arrange like hire a ranger from US to make it make your music sound like Western. Like you know, like you know, he he kinda paved the way for music producer. Like, you know, he's like if you wanna make money, just make make a song for a commercial. <laughs> like, you know, he mm-hmm. paved the way how like you know music industry works in some way. Right. And Takeuchi Mania and Yamashita Tatsuro, they're like done hmm. of this world. She really like created a template for, you know, city pop and, right. and the, she, she left a lasting legacy. And I mean, it, she's been in the, in the business for over 40 years and she's been celebrated by NHK. She just had a recent like uh, a, a movie, you know, she had Souvenir, the movie that was released, a feature full length showcasing footage from like concerts and stuff like that like she has had a resurgence of popularity and i'm so glad that she was finally able to see that hey you know what people in the west love your music we love you we love your music we love maria takeuchi we want you to come here come to chicago come to chicago illinois uh you know come back and uh, we'd love to see you here so I mean, I think that brings us to the end of our episode today because uh, we could talk for hours about Maria Takeuchi because she's such an amazing person, amazing singer, amazing artist. And I'm so happy. I'm so glad that we have her her music in our life. And uh, if you're listening, Maria, thank you so much for your music. And we we really love what you've done. You left an impression on all of us. Well, listener, thanks for tuning in to Mayunakaor. Oyasuminasai. We're going to leave you with Mika-san's amazing anthem. And uh, Mika-san, thank you so much. Thank this you. This is Mirai. Mirai. Oyasuminasai. Oyasuminasai. Oyasuminasai.